Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to episode two of Hang Time with Helgi. I am your host, Luke Algerson. This is episode number two, and you know how it goes. You know, I'm going to give you the five biggest topics of the day, and uh, you know, we're just going to run it down, and then, you know, in for a little surprise at the end, a new segment that I'm going to be introducing, so looking forward to it. Anyways, let's get right to it. Big topic for the day. Got to be those Houston Astros finally talking, finally speaking out. Finally saying what they did. Had to answer to the media today. The owner mainly talked. And I got to say, they uh, dug themselves in an even worse hole than they already had. The owner said some terrible things. The players' apologies did not seem sincere until Altuve was by himself in the locker room. But other than that, it was whew, it was pathetic. First of all, the owner, gosh, the... the it just gets worse and worse and just makes baseball that much better and better that everyone is so appalled by this. So the owner today said, in his opinion, this didn't impact the game and they still won the World Series and they're still a gr- good group of guys. I know I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what I took away from it. And my God, how ridiculous is that? To say that not knowing what pitch is coming in baseball and says it has no impact on the game, is one of the most absurd statements I've ever heard in my life. It's one of the dumbest things you could possibly say in regards to baseball. It, it, it's, literally, it's not like hitting off a tee, but it's like hitting off a pitching machine, more or less. You know what pitch is coming. Yeah, you got to locate it and everything, and I know these guys throw 95 miles an hour, but it is the most unfair advantage you could possibly have in the game. It's way more of an unfair advantage than steroids. I don't think it's even close. As a pitcher, you would much rather face someone who's just strong than someone who knows what pitch you're about to throw. It's the most unfair advantage this game could possibly have. And they're not even acknowledging it. They're just saying they're sorry. I want to hear what you're sorry for. You know, I want to hear the, what these guys were involved in. Like, I need a reporter to get in there and ask one of these players, so did you ever bang on the trash can? Were you the one watching the monitor? When you were in the dugout, what was it like hearing that sound? Like, you, dig down deep. I want the hard-nosed questions. Enough of this, like, oh, you know, what's going on? It's like, no, no, no. We know what happened. Now let's get to the root of it. How involved were these guys? And I know none of them will rat themselves out, but a reporter needs to go out there and ask them every single day for the rest of this season. Like, they need to be asked this on a daily basis, these Astro players and the front office. All of them, on a constant basis, need to be asked about something related to this at least once in every press conference, every interview, every player media interaction someone needs to ask them about this because this is one of the biggest scandals in sports history. I think it's without question one of the biggest. They literally knew what pitch was coming and won a World Series because of it. It's baffling. It's baffling. And they just, the player comments were just not that great. You know, Bregman, I'll read the actual quote from Bregman because they did not say much. Between two players in front of the media, answered no questions out in front of the podium where the owner and Dusty Baker were talking. But, yeah, they they said their statement 
and answered no questions. But here's what Bregman said. I am really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. I've learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. I would also like to thank the Astros fans for all their support. We as a team are totally focused on moving forward to the 2020 season. Now, acknowledge it. Like you're, That's not an apology. It's not. It would be, it, this is asking for an apology and someone being, no, I'm not apologizing. You know, I, I regret it is pretty much, they regret it, but you know, it is what it is. You know, he can say he's really sorry, but mm, I, I need, I need him to answer some questions. How involved were you, Bregman? Like when you went up there, how often did you hear the banks? How often would you use this? It needs to be asked. These guys need to get dug down because they are not answering any questions. And it's frankly unacceptable. With this biggest scandal, it, we need to get questions. We need to get answers out of these guys because it's absolutely ridiculous. Now we're going to get to what Altuve said in his first press conference. And uh, the whole Astros organization and the team feels bad about what happened in 2017. The team is determined to move forward, to play with intensity, and to bring back a championship to Houston in 2020. So I understand the moving forward thing. I get it. Yeah, that was another season. This is this year. But you still need to acknowledge what happened in the past, especially when they've been accused of doing this of recently, of having different methods of this. And go watch the videos, please, everyone, for your sake to see how far they took this. You can literally hear the trash can during games. It's the, and relaying the pitches, it's the most absurd level of cheating in baseball we've seen in a long time. I think it's way worse than steroids. I don't even think the two are comparable. Frankly, the championship is tarnished. We know this. I do not think they should vacate the championship, but that's because they, you know, the, the White Sox literally threw a series and they still gave the Reds the World Series. Like in 1906 when, or whenever back then when the White Sox did what they did and gambled on themselves to lose and threw the game, the Reds are still acknowledged as the champions. So no, they should not vacate it, but we know. We know what happened. It's one of the biggest sports scandals ever. And uh, these players need to start talking, and hopefully the media keeps grilling them. But it just keep digging yourselves a bigger hole, Astros. I'm loving it. Let's keep talking about baseball. Looking forward to the start of the season. Anyways, moving on. Topic number two. Um, last night of the NBA, until we go to All Star break, you know, watching a little game right now. We got the uh, the Clippers Boston. It's a good game right now, going back and forth. 98-95, Celtics are up, eight minutes to go. The other game that's going on right now is uh, Oklahoma City against the Pelicans, um, 101-101 to with 7.40 to go in the fourth. And, uh, you know, two good games tonight. I happen to be watching the Celtics-Clippers game because people are just for sure that the Clippers are going to win the championship. And I want to see it. I want to watch it. And, uh, you know, the Celtics are a fun team to watch too. But um, – the reason I want to talk about the NBA tonight, not just because of the two games, but they are an exciting game. But um, as of right now, going into the All-Star break, the favorites to win the championship, according to Vegas, the Lakers have the best odds. Then it's followed by the Bucks, and it's followed by the Clippers. And I would say those are the three most likely teams to win an NBA championship this year. Those three teams have, besides the Clippers, have been far and away the best team. I would say the Clippers have kind of coasted, but I understand they're doing the rest thing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, load management, as we would like to call it, a topic for another day. But, 
Yeah, those have been really the best teams thus far. You know, the Nuggets played well against the Lakers the other night, but I, th- I think the I think the Clippers are way more of a threat than the Nuggets. And uh, in the East, gosh, it, the Bucks, the Bucks look like the best team far and away. We'll see come playoff time when it slows down, and it's guys are going to be focused. Superstars get locked in. Like Giannis didn't do it last year. Let's see if he can do it this year. Get it done. It's gonna the playoffs are going to be great. And the reason we want to talk about it, because I think those are really the three teams that are going to win the championship this year. Most teams have a pretty high confidence that they're going to win. But I truly think that of those three teams, Lakers, Bucks, Celtics, those are the three teams that can win a championship this year. I do not believe anyone else can win the championship. If the Raptors win a championship this year or the Celtics or the Heat, it would shock me if anyone else in the West besides the Lakers or Clippers make it to the finals I'll be in shock I will truly be baffled if it happens yeah I wouldn't believe it Lakers Clippers Bucks those are the three teams that are have the best odds of winning and there's a reason so they're the three best teams they got the all of the best players not all but obviously I think Braun's the best player Giannis second best Davis third best Kawhi Leonard fourth best and the reason I think Kawhi is four It's because he doesn't play every night. The other guys usually do if they're not hurt, but Kawhi will just sit out because it's a back-to-back. Davis and Tedekumbo, Braun, all are playing every night. Every night. No days off. That's how they do. Except Davis has been hurt a couple times, and they've sat him. I understand that, but I think Davis would be out there every night if he could, whereas Kawhi is just like, I need the rest. So Kawhi's sitting at four there. But I think those are the three best teams, and – Going into this All-Star break, you got to like things we're at. I'll, we'll do a quick little rundown how that Eastern Conference is looking. Bucks are obviously the one, 46-8, and eight, six and a half games ahead of the Raptors for that first place spot. Unless, barring some miraculous collapse and a big losing streak and a bunch of big winning streaks by teams, no one's catching the Bucks. Bucks one, Raptors number two, 40-15. and 15. Celtics third at 37 and 16, but they, you know, going against the Clippers, they can increase that by a one tonight. Miami Heat at four, 35 and 19, 76ers at the five spot. They're 34 and 21. At the sixth seed, we got the Indiana Pacers, 32 and 23. And then we got the Brooklyn Nets at the seventh seed with a losing record of 25 and 28. And then rounding it out with the team that would be the worst playoff team. In NBA history, according to their record, the good old Orlando Magic coming in at 24 wins, 31 losses. But, you know, coming up, have won two in a row. So here we go. And I don't think the Wizards are catching them. Wizards are three back, but mm, Magic are going to be the worst record playoff team ever. So that'll be fun. That's exciting. Let's move over to the Western Conference. Lakers obviously got that one spot. Only team with 40 wins in the Western Conference, 41-12, and 12, uh, four games ahead of the Nuggets after that big win last night. Fun game to watch, went into overtime, had to stay up late to watch it, but it, totally worth it. Great game. Lakers have won three in a row. Nuggets, second seed, 38-17. Uh, and 17. Clippers right behind them, 37-17. and 17. Clippers could be tied with them if they get a win tonight. Um, Jazz, 36 and 18, five and a half back. They're at the four spot at the five. Houston Rockets, 34 and 20. 
Uh, six seed is the Dallas Mavericks, 33-22. and 22. Seven, Oklahoma City Thunder. Half game back of the Mavericks from that six, 32-22. And, and rounding out that eight spot, Memphis Grizzlies, 28-26. and 26. And uh, the other teams are just fading. I thought Portland would catch them, but I think right now Portland's got way too many injuries. And, yeah, Portland fighting for that eight spot, 25-31. and 31. Spurs a little farther down behind them, 23-31. and 31. So... Here we go. 30 games left. It's going to be a fun finish. Looking forward to it. This is, you know, it's, it, this is when basketball gets important. Yeah, the all-star break is fun, but this is when teams start to take it up another level. This is when you really start to see what basketball is all about. This is the time to tune in. I don't think the ratings thing will matter moving forward. This is when things get serious. This is when teams are, you know, fighting for playoff seats, fighting for important playoff seats. A lot of, a lot of teams are close with each other, especially out west. Two through five, as of right now, is only separated by three and a half games. Mavericks are right there behind them. It only five back the Nuggets for that two spot, so it's close. It's every man for himself right now. This is when basketball gets great. Looking forward to it. But that's a quick rundown moving into All-Star break. Third thing I want to talk about tonight, Tiger Woods back on the course yes we talk about golf on this and especially if it's tiger woods he's in a big event you know this one actually matters so yeah we're talking about golf you better motherfucking believe it and especially when it's tiger woods the goat of golf but we will get to that we will get to it i promise tiger today shot at the genesis invite shot a 69 today good for tiger good job that's my boy you know that's what you got to do sometimes. And, um, you know, he didn't look too bad. Now, granted, I didn't watch it today, but, you know, the highlights look great. Um, you know, he's behind. Uh, let's see, where where is he at right now? Because, you know, he shot three under, so looking good. But, you know, Kuchers in first at minus seven. Lee's right behind him, minus four. Henley right behind you know, tied with him. A lot of guys tied for second. One, two, three, four, five, five. Wait, tied for second, but it's just the opening round. It's just Thursday, people. And then at the seven, and that's where Tiger is. Tiger's sitting at seven right now. So, or am I dumb? Yeah, probably not. But anyways, we got to always bring up Tiger because he's that close to having the most wins ever. When Tiger's in contention or Tiger's even playing, you got to turn it on. You have to turn it on because it is truly a spectacle because he is that close to holding the record for most wins in golf. I mean, he's right there. 81 career wins. 81. Going for 82. He's going to do it. He's going to have the most wins ever. And you got to be there to witness it because it's coming. I really think he's going to break the record soon. He's got to. He's right there. He's just one, one away, one away, one away from being tied. Tiger, back, baby. He's back. Let's go. Anyways, you know, we'll get to the, you know, get away from that real quick. You know, it is just golf, you know, great sport, but, you know, it only matters come Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, anyways, you know, we're going to move on. Topic number four. You know, I have to give a shout out for number four to the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, 2020. This team was special. They were, this team was absolutely special. Andy Reid deserved to win that first championship. It was about time. He's been one of the masterminds of the NFL and has been underappreciated and ridiculed and 
just destroyed many times over for the things that happened in the past in his career. But he, he's shown all along that he is a coach that's deserving to be recognized with the greats. And he proved that with this Super Bowl. That's what he proved. So great for Andy. And then obviously the young gunslinger Patrick Mahomes. Him, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. I mean, this this league is in good hands. This league is in very good hands. These young quarterbacks are absolutely incredible. In this next class that's coming up, we'll see. Burrow, Tua, it we'll see. Herbert from Oregon, we will absolutely see what this will be made of because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league because the, the old dogs are fading. Brady's a free agent. Breeze is a free agent. They only have a few years left. Phillip Rivers moving on from the Chargers. Guys are going to be in different jerseys this year. I really hope Brady doesn't leave. I don't think Breeze will leave either. But Phillip Rivers is changing teams. Moved his family to Florida. I'm guessing he's going to go with the Bucks. Bucks are trying to get on those Dolphins because why else would he move to Florida or be with Jacksonville? Maybe Jacksonville makes a move for him. I don't know. But why would he move his family of like 12 out here if he's not going to, you know, play for a Florida team? Anyways, there's just good for the Chiefs, though. You definitely deserve to win the Super Bowl. They were just dominated throughout the playoffs. You know, the huge comebacks. It, it was great. It was a great playoffs, great NFL playoffs. You had to have loved what you watched, regardless of who you were a fan of. You got to say it was a very exciting year for the NFL. The playoffs did not disappoint this year. They certainly did not disappoint. The 49ers, you know, dominated in the NFC, and but the Chiefs took it to them, and it was a great game. You know, Chiefs came back. The comeback kings, they were down – in all three of their playoff games, all three, to the Texans, Titans, and it was just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. But I, as I was watching the game, I just could feel. It was like, no way this team is only going to score 10 points in the Super Bowl. No chance. With Patrick Mahomes, with, this, with these offensive weapons, Andy Reid's mastermind offense, there is no way... This team can only score 10 points. If you thought anything else in the game, you thought it was over in the fourth quarter. I definitely didn't. I definitely did not believe for a second this team was only going to score 10 points. I, I wouldn't have believed it. if they. I, that would have been less believable. That right there, of them getting blown out like that, I, I wouldn't have believed that. Then I would have been like, what? what? What just happened? Whereas what I saw was what I expected. But it just happened later in the game. I really thought the Chiefs took it to them. And then it came pressure time, and they went off. They went off, and the 49ers did not answer. But I thought the Chiefs would do that earlier. That's why I was in more shock that the 49ers' defense was doing that well against the Chiefs, especially that late in the game, how much had already gone on. I was just shocked. I was truly shocked that the Chiefs were getting stopped. And then when they started scoring, I was like, this makes more sense. So... It was a great Super Bowl. Really happy for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, the league is in good hands. The league is in very good hands with him and the up-and-coming quarterbacks that we have. It, these guys are young, talented, athletic, smart, just great quarterbacks. They might go down as some of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. I know people already will want to annoy Holmes as one of the best ever. It's one Super Bowl, people. Let's let this guy's... Let's let his career, you know, develop a little bit. He's only been the starter for three years, 
three years and people are acting like Alex Smith could have got them to the could have won the Super Bowl for them. No chance. This guy's special. Lamar Jackson, special. There, there's just some special guys in the league. League is in good hands, but congrats to the Chiefs. Super Bowl champions 2020. Fifth final topic I want to get to for the night. Devin Booker getting his first all-star nod as unfortunately at the expense of Damian Lillard going down with the groin injury. But Devin Booker will replace him in the three-point challenge and in the all-star game as a reserve. So he will be on Team LeBron and well-deserved. Devin Booker should have already been an all-star by now. His numbers are absolutely stupid for a guy who wasn't already nominated to the all-star team and had to have someone get hurt before. And I think Bradley Beal is a snub while we're on the topic of snubs with talking about Devin Booker. Bradley Beal was snubbed as well. But let me read Devin Booker's stat line. 10th in scoring, shooting 49.6% from the field, 358 from three, 92% from the free throw line, and his per is 20.6%. Averages six assists a game? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And this guy's not already an all-star. Four rebounds a game. He's pretty much having a 50, 35, 90 season. Shooting 92% from the free throw line. Averaging 26.4 a night. Has played 52 games. The guy's an absolute beast. One of the best shooting guards in the game. One of the best. And he is being disrespected by having to be put in as a reserve. It's blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy that he was not already elected. And that goes the same for Bradley Beal. It's the absolute same for Bradley Beal. He's averaging 29 points a game. Averaging four rebounds, six assists. The guys are they're doing the same thing. I mean, he, Bradley Beal shouldn't have less percentage, but gosh, I don't understand how these guys aren't all-stars. And I don't want to hear that the rosters are already set and that good. I got to tell you, you know, I, for unpopular opinion at this moment in time right now with what I want to say, I don't think Trey Young should have been a starter. Great player having a great year, but he's second year. I think a lot of guys are having better seasons than him on better teams and doing more special things, in my opinion. Trey Young's had a good year, 20 years old. I like where he's headed, but he shouldn't have been a starter. Shouldn't have been a starter and should – would have been lucky to be a reserve. I understand the fan vote matters. He's balling. You know, third in the league in scoring, already at 20. I'll give it to him. He, he knocks it down. Man, he averages five turnovers a game. He does average nine assists a game. But gosh, five turnovers is a lot. Five turnovers is a lot. But, you know, he's balling too. So, But still, glad for Booker. Booker deserves it. Deserved to be in the All-Star game. And, um, but... For the final segment that I want to get to, I'm going to keep the podcast short today, but this final topic I do got to go a little bit more in-depth on. And this is a new segment I like to call Unpopular Opinion. From each show from pretty much now on, uh, I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion that I have in sports. I'd like to think I have a lot to where I'll be able to do this a decent amount. So with the first one that I ever want to talk about is I believe we currently right now have witnessed the greatest era in sports history and the reason i believe this we can start from another number of different sports so we'll start with football 
Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever. I think without a doubt, the most historic, best, that, that's what the best is, longevity, playing the best, his stats are there, winning championships, that's the best. Tom Brady has done that, Bill Belichick has done that in their respective sports, and we got to be a witness to all of it, all six Super Bowls, and they're trying to get number seven if they, the Patriots re-sign him, you know, that's what they're going to do, they're going to be right back, greatest dynasty in NFL history. We got to be a witness to it. We watched it. To another great dynasty. I believe Greg Popovich is the greatest basketball coach of the modern era. Five championships. Five. He won five championships. Made a dynasty out of the Spurs. The longevity of them. They haven't missed the playoffs since some of the players in the league have been alive. They haven't missed the playoffs in 21, 22 years. They don't miss the playoffs. They might this year, but he has just been incredible. Five championships. You could even count Phil Jackson in this greatest era because he coached Kobe. We witnessed the greatest coaches, two greatest basketball coaches ever in the NBA, two greatest NBA coaches ever, in my opinion, Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson. We got to be a witness. And Phil Jackson also coached the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan. Just his career speaks for itself. Five championships with Popovich. He's like the Tom Brady uh, of basketball, you could say more or less. Just had a great coach, was a great player, did everything that needed to be done, and is an all-time great, greatest power forward ever, Tim Duncan. That goes to the GOAT, LeBron James. That's another topic for another day, but I think LeBron's the greatest basketball player ever, and he's the greatest small forward ever. We have witnessed the greatest, the pinnacle, the height of sports in what we're watching. Tiger Woods, who I was just speaking about earlier, greatest golfer of all time. I don't care that he doesn't have the records. I don't care that he doesn't have the majors record ever. He is the greatest golfer of all time from just his impact alone, from what he's done for the game of golf and from the things he's actually done for his resume and all his wins. 81 wins. 81 wins. 14 majors, or is it 15 with him just winning the Masters last year? One of the greatest comeback stories ever. From being the titan he was, to come crumbling down, to then rising again like the Phoenix. Tiger Woods, greatest golfer ever. We can move to another sport. Any sport you want. Olympics. Michael Phelps, greatest swimmer of all time. Greatest Olympian of all time. He has the most medals of anyone. He's got twenty over 20 medals. Or does he? He's got a lot. Greatest Olympian ever. Michael Phelps. Guess what? We also witnessed the fastest man on the planet. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Fastest man ever recorded on a track and field. Him. We witnessed it. We watched it. We watched it in those Olympics. We watched the greatest to ever do it. And they were all a part of the same era. And we all got to witness it at the same time. We can move to another solo sport. Just Simone Biles. I think she's the greatest gymnast of all time. She she wins every award. She wins every time. She won two golds. She'll get it done next year. Or this year, excuse me, if she competes. I 100% believe that. We can move to another individual sport. Tennis. We know who the three greatest tennis players of all time are. In no particular order, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Nadal. 
Rafael Nadal. Those are the three greatest tennis players ever. For how long they've been doing it, for how often they go against each other, every single event comes up. What are we looking at? Where's Djokovic? Where's Federer? Where's Nadal? Who are they playing? When are they playing? Those are the three biggest draws. Those are the three greatest tennis players ever. No one has ever been able to stop them. No one. Every tournament, it's one of them hoisting the trophy. I, I never recall anyone else winning. Andy Murray got that one, like British Open, like eons ago is what it feels like. Whereas these guys have dominated de- year after year. These same three guys in one sport, the same three. I guarantee the next event, one of them's going to win. I'll put all my money on it. I, I, don't, I don't know who else you cheer for in tennis besides those three guys. They're the greatest to ever do it. We move over to the women's side. Serena Williams is the greatest women's tennis player of all time. She, she is. It's not even close. She's by far the most dominant and the best. She's absolutely incredible. It just gets better and better. We've witnessed the two greatest soccer players in the world. Two of the most famous athletes ever. Messi and Ronaldo. The two greatest soccer players ever. And we go back and forth every year. Who's better? Nadal, Messi. Nadal, oh, excuse me. Ronaldo, Messi. Ronaldo, Messi. It's, it's 1A, 1B over there. They're the, exact, they're the two greatest soccer players ever. The two most historic, two most unbelievable. They're must-see. They're must-watch when it comes to it. And you could even, it's just, it just gets better and better. There's so much greatness around this era of sports, and I think it goes underappreciated. Even for Major League Baseball, for a guy who plays in California, who plays on a team that doesn't make the playoffs, but his numbers are absurdly better than everyone's. Mike Trout's, he's the greatest baseball player ever. I, I mean, the guy, for what he does, how he does the game cleanly, everything about him. He steals bases, he hits home runs, he drives in runs, he's got a cannon for an arm, plays great defense. His offensive numbers are off the charts. He, by far, the most gifted, greatest baseball player already. Mike Trout. Mike Trout? I don't care. Anyone can argue anyone else. You could say the most feared was Bonds, but he did steroids, so I don't, I don't count it. He cheated. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad as sign stealing, but Bonds still cheated. But... Like I said, Mike Trout, best baseball player. You just go around. We're just witnessing all around greatness. It's been the greatest era of sports. We could even go another individual sport. Floyd Mayweather, undefeated, undefeated, 50-0, and 50-0. Or is it 51 with that McGregor fight? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He didn't lose a fight. He didn't lose a fight. Now, his fights are boring because he's a defensive fighter, but everyone tunes in. Everyone watches. John Bones Jones, the greatest UFC fighter, I think. I don't know who's better. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say I know fighting like that. But, wow. Pound for pound, who's stopping them? Who is stopping them? Greatest era in sports history. We're witnessing now. And like I said, I need to harp on it more. LeBron James, greatest basketball player ever. We got to witness it. We're witnessing it right now. Year 17, 35 years. Been dominating the game since he entered out of high school at 18. People are so disrespectful. People are so disrespectful. And the guy is an absolute monster on the court. We, wit- 
We go to another NBA team. We witnessed the greatest assembly of basketball talent recently with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, head coach Steve Kerr. Unfair. Unfair. Absolutely unfair. You could say those are the three greatest shooters of our generation. You could say those are the three greatest shooters in basketball history. Steph does not miss. Clay does not miss. When they miss, I'm shocked. That goes for Durant, too. And it's a shame that they're all out. Because, boy, I don't like, I don't root for them. I don't want them to win, but wow, they are fun to watch. I can tell you that. They are fun to watch and they are incredible to watch. But they were the greatest assembly of basketball talent. All to beat one man, LeBron James. That's why they came together. They knew they couldn't beat LeBron. They knew they couldn't beat LeBron. Durant saw the writing on the wall that he couldn't beat the Warriors and the Warriors couldn't beat LeBron. So what do we got to do? We got to team up to beat LeBron. And I firmly believe that because it's LeBron James, especially with the assort. LeBron's the GOAT. I think LeBron's the greatest player ever. And I love it for the debate. People can debate Michael all you want. I'm, I'm all for the debate, and I love the debate. It's one of the best debates in sports. It's a very naive way of looking at it between these two players, but I think they're the two greatest of all time. They're the two greatest of all time, and I think I've witnessed the greatest in LeBron James. And now I'm only 26 years old, so don't, don't sell me under the river as being this young, naive little kid. You know, I'm old. I've seen a little bit. I've seen a little bit, in my opinion. And I think I've witnessed the greatest era of sports. Everything, anything you think of that we're watching when it comes to sports, we have witnessed the best. It has truly been the best era in sports is what we're witnessing. I haven't even gotten to the college game yet. Just look at college football. Nick Saban, greatest, greatest college football coach of all time. Alabama. One of the greatest dynasties in college football history. I would argue they have been the best with how dominant they have been of recently. With how dominant Alabama has Nick Saban, greatest college football coach ever. Alabama, greatest college football dynasty ever. Just in one sport, Nick Saban. And of course, disciple of Bill Belichick nonetheless. It's just, it's just been a tree of greatness. It's just been an era of greatness. And we could even move over to college basketball at that Mike Krzyzewski, Duke Blue Devils, he is the greatest college basketball coach of all time. I understand these people want to say Wooden. Wooden was great, but he didn't coach in this era with the people that we have today. Coach K, he's the greatest coach of all time. He's been absolutely unbelievable. The longevity he's had, the amount of championships he has, the amount of Final Fours, the amount of unbelievable teams he's had. The way he's been able to adapt from one era of college basketball when he had Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, and seniors staying until their fourth year to now having one and dunce and still being relevant, still getting guys like Zion, still getting guys, just unbelievable players. Just an easy way for him to transition, and he managed to do it. Jason Tatum with the likes of them, all of them, he's managed to transition. Coach K, greatest college basketball coach ever. It just all around, we can move to women's college basketball. Gino Oriema, UConn, greatest women's basketball dynasty of all time. I, I mean, this year they haven't been as great. And in years past, yeah, they haven't won every championship. But gosh, they, they seem to be right up there at the top and used to always win just a few years ago. Just always dominating, always taking it to every team they played. It just, it's, 
It's unbelievable. This era of sports has been truly a blessing to watch. We are witnessing greatness on a nightly basis, and I think people take it for granted. I think people take it for granted to what we have witnessed of late because it it's truly been sensational. I even think we've seen the greatest football, the greatest sporting events of all time. The greatest sporting events of all time we have witnessed. Game 7, NBA Finals 2016, might be the greatest game of all time. Or don't even sleep on Game 6 of that 2013 Finals. Ray Allen, the shot. We all remember just those were the two greatest those are the two greatest NBA games I've witnessed in my lifetime. Those are the two greatest games I've seen right there. 1A, 1B with those two games. Football, NFL, Patriots 28 to 3 comeback is the greatest game I've ever NFL game I've ever seen. It just that comeback, I mean there's a reason. Super Bowl, Tom Brady, there's a reason he's the greatest ever. She's the greatest comeback ever on the biggest stage ever in one of the most unbelievable games ever. The most unbelievable game. And we could go to college football. Saw USC lose to the Texas Longhorns led by Vince Young in the Rose Bowl 2006. It was the greatest college football game I've ever witnessed. Truly the greatest I've ever witnessed. The truly Trojan the unstoppable force that was USC to finally lose. They were going to three-peat. And Vince Young said, nah, fuck that shit. I'm winning the championship. And that greatest game, it just, we just have witnessed the Cubs 2016 Game 7 World Series. Greatest baseball game of all time. Greatest game ever. The Cubs won the World Series. And I don't care if I'm a biased Cubs fan. That's what you need to know. Yeah, I'm going to be biased. They won a championships with a 108-year drought. No one said they would do it. Greatest team in baseball history, the Chicago Cubs of 2016, winning the championship. Played in the greatest game ever, Game 7, 2016. It, just, we have witnessed greatness. Greatness gets personified so much in this era, and sports fans don't take it for granted. Well, that's all I have tonight. And on that note, I'm out. Listen up. I got episode three. It's going to be coming out soon. I promise. Stay tuned. Anyways, in the meantime, I'm out. Deuces. Have a good night. And, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy this Lakers, I, Clippers, Boston, Celtics game. You know, enjoy it. It's in overtime right now. 122 Clippers, 121 Celtics. It's a barn burner right now, baby. Back-to-back games of overnight on primetime basketball. Lou Will stepping up. Hitting that buckets. You know, we're going to end the night commentating this game. I'm going to walk you through who wins it. Because that's the kind of night I'm feeling we're having tonight. Kemba off on that one. Forcing up a three. Good shot, though. Two minutes to go. 124-121. Overtime. It's been a good game so far. I'm surprised I've managed to concentrate so well on this podcast over commentating over this game. Because it's been a good one. It's been a good one between these two teams that are going to be playoff teams and fighting to get to that championship fighting for it. It's going to be it's going to be great. So this is a battle right now. Kawhi runner in the lane comes up short. Not his shot. Smart all the way to the basket and they call the foul. That's going to go against Lou Williams. You know, Smart is a dog out there. Smart is an absolute dog. He flops a little too much. 
but that can just be from being a little too extra. But God, he he's a dog. He will fight. He'll grind it out. He he's not gonna back down. She got a like about him. And you know, knock down a freebie free throw. Self detected line. They shooting two. Smart made one. One twenty four. One twenty two. And one minute twenty two seconds to go in overtime. And, you know, Smart knocks him down both. One possession game. Now, you got to think this is going to Leonard. With this much time running down, it's got to go to Leonard. But they're going to pick and roll with Lou Will. Interesting. They're going to let Lou Will go after it. Oh, crossing him up. Mid-range, no good. I don't like that shot. Why is Kawhi not touching the ball? It's an interesting possession. I like Lou Will game. I understand he's a killer on offense, but I'd rather have... You know, Kawhi taking that shot. Tatum, nice little up and under right there. Gives the Celtics the lead. Timeouts, Clippers, 53 seconds left. 125, 124. Yeah, we're going to ride out the rest of this game. And we'll talk a little NBA in the meantime, going to commercial here, you know. Uh, I like both of these teams. I do. I got I to gotta tell you. You know, I, I like I said, I think the Clippers are one of three teams who are going to win the championship with the Bucks and the Lakers this year. I think the Celtics are right there, though. I I don't I think they're a year or two away because I think Tatum and Brown need to develop just a little more, and I think they need to make some kind of move in the post. Like, I don't think if they held on to Horford, but if they could get like Drummond, a shot blocker in the middle, they could be real dangerous. I know you want to let those guys slash, and Drummond doesn't spread the floor that well, but they need an interior guy who's just going to clean on rebounds. Tatum got thirty five tonight. You know, I th- the Celtics are going to be there. In a couple of years, they'll definitely be competing for championships moving forward. They just got to keep the core intact. Don't let – hey, Danny Ainge, let me give you some advice for your team. Don't let go of Tatum and don't let go of Brown. Don't let go of them. Build around those two. Build around those two. And I would say keep Gordon too. I would say you got to keep him. Gordon Hayward, you know, he, he balls too. So I would say keep keep those three guys, build around those three guys. Just a little advice from someone who is not related in NBA's in any NBA circles, but a little advice for the GM and you know the point guard of the the former point guard of the Boston Celtics. So a little advice for you, Danny. But we're coming back from timeout, and uh, it's been a good game. And like Clippers, you know they got Morris. It was a good trade at the deadline. Real solid trade. Another guy you can just defend LeBron with. Another guy you can throw out Anthony Davis with. You know, another guy who's going to spread the floor. Another guy who's going to be a scrapper. Another guy who's going to get after it. All right, see, here we go. 40 seconds left. Let's give it to Kawhi. You know, Tatum on him. Oh, he missed the mid-range. That's usually his bread and butter goes to the basket. Little fadeaway. Just couldn't hit it. 30 seconds left. Big possession here. This is when I like to see Kemba get after it right here. Oh, over to Tatum. Tatum's going to take it all the way to the basket. Too easy. Too easy. He's just taking that pass right past Kawhi. Clippers got to take another timeout. 24 seconds left. It's a big possession right here. It's possession of the game. They're going to hold for the final shot. Of course, Tatum, though. Tatum. This is when Celtics fans are going up in arms with him. He's balling. He's a baller. Tatum's nice. That's why I say you can't get rid of him. Do not get rid of him. And he just did it. He blew right past Kawhi. Montrez Harrell coming over, rotating late. It's just great take. Great take. Soft off the backboard. Just, ooh, 
too easy. Tatum saying, let's go, boy. I want this dub. And gosh, just think. People were just saying Brad Stevens was, you know, the best coach in the NBA two years ago, and then they lose a playoff series or two, and now it's just like no one talks about him. Like he, no one even speaks about him anymore, but he's still one of the best coaches in the league. He's just not talked about. I don't understand it. We went from two years ago, him winning coach of the year, and us being like, oh, he's he's better than Popovich. He's better than everyone now. And then all of a sudden they lose two, you know, back-to-back years early in the playoffs, or they lost that one big series to LeBron. It's just how easily we forget. How easily we forget just after two seasons like that. I don't. No one talks about Brad Stevens anymore. It's kind of a shame. He's a good coach. I I think when people, if people actually talked about it and really narrowed it down, yeah, he'd still be on the top of the list. But it's just crazy how it just goes from not talk to talking about him all the time. Now he's the next best coach to just not even speaking about him altogether. It's you know. It's weird. It's weird how the media cycles go. Anyways, back to the game. 24 seconds. 124-127. Clippers have the ball. Chance to tie the game with the three. I I would say go score. Just go score. It doesn't matter what shot you get. Just score. You don't even have to shoot a three. Lou Williams getting... Oh, my goodness. They called a foul on the ground, and he made the shot. Unbelievable. I don't know what they're going to call here. Lou Williams is saying that should be a shot. Refs called it on the floor. They're going to review it. Oh, Lord. Here we go. How are the NBA refs going to botch this? Unbelievable shot by Lou Williams. Just gets it. Oh, my. Whew. Hayward trying not to get in there. I, oof. I don't know how you call that. I don't know what they're calling here. Oh, they're call- oh yeah, they're just calling one to give. Celtics had one to get there, calling it on the floor. Lou Williams is not happy about the call at all. I'm surprised he hasn't been called for a tech. He must not have cussed. It definitely, oh, no, that was on the ground. He shot when Hayward fouled him. Hayward fouled him, and then he shot. So I agree. It was the right call. They made the right call. And after watching the replay a few times, I saw it. Whew. Lou Will is livid, baby. He fired up. Let's go. Here we go. Running back. 22 seconds left on the shot clock. 23.6 left on the game clock. They're going to literally run the exact same play. Oh, no, they switch it up. Our Shamit just hucking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Big time shot, boy. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe he shot that. And it went in 127, 127, 10 seconds left. Kemba with the ball. Kemba to Tatum. Tatum's going to get the final shot. Sham it on him. Four, three, step back. Oh, in and out. And we go to double OT, baby. Double OT. And, the, and Lou Will still talking to the ref. Still talking to him. And we go to double OT 127-127. Man, that Tatum shot looked good, but sham it, boy. That is cold. That is cold for him to take that shot with those kind of players on the floor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Just, I did not think he was shooting that. And bada bing, bada boom, knocks that puppy down well 
Absolutely unbelievable game so far. See, the NBA is not going anywhere. This ratings thing, I think, is completely overblown. It's because the media all year just dogs on the NBA regular season just all the time. We're just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We, we don't care. Talk to us come playoff time. And then we wonder why the ratings are low. And we're just, oh, the ratings are low. What could have possibly happened? It's like you guys, te- the media itself tells people that the NBA regular season boring, it doesn't matter. And the regular casual fan hears that, and they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter come playoff time. And yeah, why that's kind of true. NBA games are still fun to watch. We're still here right now. Double overtime. 127, 127, final night before we go to the All-Star break. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, these are the kind of games you got to watch. So I think this ratings thing with the NBA completely blown out of proportion. I'm not worried about it all because I think come playoff time, NBA is going to see some of the best ratings it's ever had because it looks wide open. These playoff matchups are going to be absolutely tasty coming up. Absolutely tasty. I can't wait for the playoffs coming up. I'm so glad there's only 30 games left because the NBA, ooh, it's starting to heat up. That, that's when you know the NBA starts to heat up, right when baseball starts. Right when baseball is starting, that's when NBA turns it up a notch. It just gets that much better. Playoffs were to start today, starting the Eastern Conference. Bucks would play Orlando. The Raptors would play the Nets. The Celtics would play the Pacers. And the Heat would play the 76ers. Now, you can't tell me that those wouldn't be good series. Obviously, the Bucks, Magic, sweet. Nets, Raptors could go to six. Could go to six, but the Raptors would ultimately win. But that Celtics-Pacers... That's a battle. That's a battle right there. And then we know that 4-5, Heat 76ers, that's a battle right there too. That's a real fun matchup to watch. And then just the playoffs, the matchups that come after that, Bucks versus Heat or 76ers, just mm, tasty, tasty. Toronto Celtics Pacers, any three of those teams match up against each other, going to be fun to watch. Going to be good to watch. It's going to be a fun playoffs. Those are good playoffs matchups. If that's what I'm seeing moving forward after this All-Star break, very excited for how things are going to pan out in the Eastern Conference. And that goes double for the Western Conference. If the playoffs were to start today, Lakers would play the Grizzlies, Nuggets would play the Mavericks, Clippers would play the Thunder, and the Jazz would play the Rockets. More great playoff series. Raptors against the Nuggets? I mean, Mavericks against the Nuggets? First round? You kidding me? Doncic versus Jokic? Are you kidding me? Poor Zingod back in the playoffs? Oh, more like in the playoffs for the first time. We know he didn't make the playoffs with the Knicks. You kidding me? What a matchup. Mm. And then even the feel-good story Thunder against the Clippers. That's a good matchup right there, too. Very tasteful. And then, ooh, even Jazz Rockets. That's going seven. If that were to happen, that's going seven. It would be a great series. And that's, yeah, maybe recency bias based off that Bogdanovich winner the other night. But those teams showed that they're very evenly matched and it comes down to final possessions. Kemba crossing up Shamit. Please hit the shot. Oh, my goodness. Sports Center top 10. We just witnessed it. Kemba snatching Shamit's ankles. Ooh. 130-127. 3.43 to go. And this is also what I want the podcast to be. I know I'm stretching it way longer than episode one, but this is what I want the podcast to be, talking about sports while I'm watching sports and talking about that particular sporting event. 
It's another thing I'm going to do throughout this podcast. So stay tuned for that because this is why Kemba just absolutely snatching them, stopping on a dime, crap, blop, blop, knocking it down. Kemba Walker, baby. 130, 127. Kemba, him at UConn, just Kemba has been one of my favorite players. Really glad to see he's doing well with the Celtics. Really looking forward to him being in the playoffs. But because the playoffs are going to be great, they're going to be fun, great matchups. All throughout, it's going to be unbelievable. Even the Lakers, one and eight against the Grizzlies. That's a fun matchup to see Morant in the playoffs. See how those Grizzlies will handle against the juggernaut that is the Lakers. It, just good matchups all around. And then the matchups that come from it, Lakers would play the Jazz or Rockets. Love it. Nuggets, Clippers against the Thunder or Mavericks. Besides the Thunder, I love all three of those teams if they were to go head-to-head in a playoff matchup. I think the Thunder are the least interesting. Of all the playoff teams in the West, Thunder are the least interesting. And in, in the Eastern Conference, the least interesting, Magic. You know, it's a fun story with them being having the worst record, but they're just the least interesting because they have the worst record. But it's going to be too fun. Too fun of a playoffs. Looking forward to it. Let's get back to this game. 320 to go. 130, 128. Clippers have the ball. They're down two. Harrell with it on the block. Yeah, I like Harold's game, you know, quick to the basket, too easy on that. Surprised he didn't get the foul call. He's just, you know, the Rockets gave up on him too quick, I think. He found a real nice role with the Clippers, and he's just he, another dog out there. 22 points, 12 rebounds, you know, he just does his thing out there, and they allow him to do his thing. A lot of, you know, drives to the basket, oops, putbacks. It's a nice game to have, and it's a nice player to have. Another rebound, 13th of the night, 130, 130. 240 left to go. Kawhi pulls it from three, comes up short on that one. Celtics going the other way, getting up the court real quick, trying to get it to Tatum. Kawhi keeps it in bounds. Easy one. Ooh, too easy for the Celtics right there. Couldn't see who scored. We're, we're moving quick. Get that shot out of here. Shamick in that thing thrown right there. Going up court. Gordon Hayward with it. 132, 130, 215 to go. God, big possessions right there. God, it's been a good one. See, they're going to be good games moving forward. Good basketball games moving forward. Oh, Tatum trying to snatch ankles. Goes to the basket. Oh, with the body. Harold trying to get up. Tatum flexing on him. 201-134-130. Tatum has answered the call. Hitting big shot after big shot. Tatum is, Tatum is showing me something. First of all, putting Shamit on skates. Shamit's bought for that twice. Going up against Harold, a lot of contact, no foul. Good contest by Harold. Definitely a no call. And Tatum stepping up, baby, stepping up. Now I'm not a Celtics fan at all. I'm not trying to ride or anything, but they're fun to watch. A lot of teams are enjoyable to watch in this NBA season. There's a lot of good teams out there. Really, a lot of good teams that are just great. Bucks, fun to watch. Raptors, fun to watch. Celtics, fun to watch. Heat, fun to watch. 76ers, fun to watch. With Kyrie's in for the Nets, fun to watch. Even the Nets by themselves without Kyrie, they're pretty enjoyable to watch. Lakers, fun to watch. Nuggets, fun to watch. Clippers, fun to watch. Jazz, fun to watch. Rockets, fun to watch. Thunder, you know, they, they are actually decent to watch. They are actually decent to watch. Love watching these Mavericks play. Watching, 
And Grizzlies are even a little enjoyable to watch, too, because they just got a lot of young talent, and Morant's going to show you something spectacular. And I still say watch the Trailblazers just because da- Damian Lillard's going to go off any given night. And you want to watch, if you want to watch the Carmelo redemption story like I do of him coming back, definitely tune into those Trailblazers games. And, the, and then you can pay attention to this Pelicans because of Zygon. It's a, it's a drastic difference for what he has done with that team and what he is showing people on a nightly basis on what he can do if he's out there. But we back. 155 to go. Down to Harold. 130-134. Harold hammers it home. Oh my goodness. We're doing this in double overtime. Guys are getting ankle snatched. Harold's bang, banging on people. Whew. Getting up there. Two-point game. Harold is a beast with that one. Tatum to the basket, loses the handle, out to Hayward. Hayward pulls it, bottoms for Hayward. 137-132. Just everyone answering the call right now. Everyone on offense going off. Kawhi finds Lou Williams. Lou Williams dumps it off to Harold. Harold gets it bopped away. No call, a lot of contact by Thieves. Good no call, though. See, this is playoff basketball. Letting them play. Bodies flying all over the place. This is how it should be. Really how it should be. Tatum now going to milk clock. Five-point lead, 137-132. He's got Shamit on him. Just the matchup. He wants to. Oh, good foul. Oh, offensive foul Tatum. I don't know about that. I didn't see it from my, from the TV's angle. <laughs> good defense there i don't even number 12 someone educate me who is this guy playing double ot for the celtics are you kidding me who is this man who is this man we're gonna get answers as we go to timeout 137 132 gosh we got it ain't thieves that's not thieves that's not him (laughs) i don't believe it it ain't him that's not a call. That's a bad call. Didn't seem like much of a foul to me. Saying he pushed off. Oh, we're calling a little stoppage. Montrez Harold bleeding. But, wow, this just this is what playoff basketball is. Double overtime. And guys are still hammer hawking. We're going to see both both of these Sports Center top tens. You Look for the highlights tonight. Because the Harold dunk, absolutely monstrous. Oh, they're showing the replay right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is Teeves. Okay. But, whew. On your head, boy. <laughs> whew. Way he brought the hammer down. Damn, that was nasty. And then Kemba snatching Shamit's ankles. Oh. Okay. Look out, folks. Look out. Because they're going to be going off on social media. This whole game probably is. Because it's been a good one. 104 to go. In double overtime, 132 Clippers, 137 Boston. Lou Will's bringing the ball up the court. Time is ticking. Lou Will to the basket. Blocked by Hayward off of Lou Will. What a block by Hayward. You know, you got you got to see want to see him do well. From that horrific injury to them him doing this late in the game, you love to see that. I got to say, you got to love to see that. And that's a big defensive play, too, in a so far, the most crucial possession for the Clippers. So good stop there by Hayward. You know, 
that was just one of the most horrific injuries. You want to see him do well. You just want to see him succeed. Swings it over. Hayward on the other end comes up short, gets his own rebound. You got to be kidding me. Got to be kidding me as a Clipper fan. Love how that shot clock only goes to 14. Tatum all the way to the basket, dumps it off. Bottoms, bucket. And what do we got here? Oh, going to call an offensive foul? Offensive foul. It's going to be Williams out there. To me, is that Williams? Who number 12? I'm going to get the answers for you people because we're all really concerned. Grant Williams, you're welcome. Shout out. You're doing great, bud. He had that big block, good rebound, doing his thing. Celtics have the ball. 132, 137, 24 seconds to go. You know, five-point game, I still think it's far from over. Wow, we're really cleaning up this sweat. Now we got the mop guy out there. Here we go. Let's get it. Let's get to it, baby. Let's get to it. Smart's got 31 tonight. Kemba's got 19. Thieves is 12. Hayward has 17. Tatum has 39. Here we go. Kemba with it to Tatum. Tatum flings it over to Hayward. Hayward all the way to the basket. Why didn't he just put it up? Dumps it down to Williams. I cannot believe Hayward did not try and reverse layup that. Gosh, he had an open lane. And, wow, I think they're going to call another foul on the Clippers. Another foul. Or three seconds in the key. Oh, nope, foul. Hayward going to the free throw line. Might be the nail in the coffin. Might have to call this one. And he hits it. Six-point game. Well, I think that should do it. Barring Tracy McGrady miraculous stuff right here. The Celtics are going to win this game. Hayward knocked down this free throw to prove me right, right. Make it a three-possession game. Six is, six is still potential. You hit a shot, call timeout, foul, miss both free throws, hit another three. That's six points right there. There we go. That a boy, Hayward. Making it seven. 139-132. Doc's not going to call timeout, too. Good. And a steal. Hayward with the steal, and they foul Hayward. Oh, my goodness. Hayward, the man of the night. The man of the night of late. If you're ignoring Tatum's 39 piece that he's dropping. But, <laughs> it, oh, good game. Good game. Real fun to watch. GG, baby. Here we go. Hayward making it eight-point lead. That will do it. And that's all she wrote, folks. So, um... Celtics win, one f- whatever the score is going to be, we're going to sign off before. 12 seconds left in the game, it's a final. Celtics are up 8, 140-132. Uh, That's going to be all for the podcast. I know I went long tonight, had to do a little commentary, but it was a good game. That's what I want to be, the, what I want from the podcast. You know, whatever I'm doing, fuck it. You got to listen. Thanks for listening. You know, look out for episode number three. It's coming. It's coming. Stay tuned. You know, until next time, I'll see you later. Deuces. I'm out.